This is Faster Forward from Northern Trust Asset Servicing, where we explore stories, insights, and lessons learned from leaders and innovators that are driving transformation across their industries. This is Faster Forward from Northern Trust Asset Servicing. In this podcast, we explore stories, insights, and lessons learned from leaders and innovators who are driving transformation across their industries. I'm Patrice Sikora, and joining me today for our discussion on the digitization of banking is Peter Sanchez, Global Head of Banking and Treasury Services at Northern Trust. Peter's going to dive into the impact that digitized banking has had on the industry and the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead in the drive for instantaneous real-time payments. But before we get into the discussion, Peter, let's learn more about you. Tell us about yourself and the path you took to your current role at Northern Trust. Okay, thank you, Patrice. My career has always been centered on financial services, and I began my career in operations and management at large global banks, including Solomon Brothers, which was a ways back, Greenwich NatWest, and eventually as global head of operations and prime brokers for RBC, Royal Bank of Canada. My background led me to fund services where there was tremendous industry growth, and I was CEO of OpHedge before joining Citadel, and leading their hedge fund services business from the time it was acquired by Northern Trust in 2011 all the way through 2021. And then I returned to banking in 2021 as CEO of Northern Trust International Banking Corp, what we know as TNT IBC, which provides global banking for financial institutions, fund admins, and others across private capital and alternative funds. In 22, we then formed BTS, Banking and Treasury Services, to bring together TNT IBC's global banking business with other banking groups, including benefit payments, treasury management, corporate institutional lending, and cash operations in order to meet the evolving needs across banking, lending, payments, treasury for Northern Trust and its clients on the institutional side. Well, it certainly sounds like you are the perfect person to ask this question of. Tell me about the current environment for banking, especially the trends you're seeing in cash usage and the demand for liquidity. So it's actually a really hot topic. Liquidity and banking credit exposures are hot topics because of the concerns over some banks' viability from a deposits and lending perspective over the last month, which I'm sure you're familiar with. In times like this, we see a flight to safety around deposits, and Northern Trust has seen significant interest from clients that previously had relationships with those banks that required government and large bank intervention. You've seen the largest banks also benefiting from this trend, resulting in new deposits for not only us, but also those larger banks. Before the recent volatility, we saw institutional deposits being reduced from high levels in 2021, especially in relation to the overall decline in the markets and assets under management. As assets went down from performance and also from redemptions, cash did as well. In some cases, we saw clients being more proactive in terms of how they manage cash but this was likely more related to the rates going up versus balances going down. Another trend we've observed, which seems to have only amplified recently, is the sense of urgency around monitoring intraday balances and activity. This is true for clients as well as banks themselves. For clients, the need for real-time reporting around balances and settlement activity is becoming imperative. Where are you seeing the biggest demand for that kind of, of monitoring, though? One of the implications is increased real-time credit and liquidity risk monitoring. Automatic settlements and cash delivery will continue to push for real-time reporting, making this a critical service. 
So we expect really from investors, from clients, from banks themselves, all pushing for real-time balances and real-time transparency. We also see the need for a consolidated view of cash and cash equivalents. And what we mean by that is money markets, digital assets, cash, obviously, and foreign currencies, and everything consolidated to one base currency for a cash and cash equivalent position. This is really where the trends are taking us. There's a broader implication across the industry as well, included, including the need for 24-7 settlement. And with that need comes improved cross-border payment settlements, straight through processing, and streamlined reconciliations. To me, I look at it as a consolidation of trends, Patrice, here in terms of real-time reporting and payments and settlements merging with the need for intraday liquidity exposures. Well, what do you see as the implications to instantaneous delivery of not just the information, but cash? I think when you think about it, the market's just going there. It's critical for you to work with regulators and across the industry to overcome real-time constraints around real-time payments. And so you've got to leverage in innovative technologies to enable real-time payments. And that's happening in the industry through utilities like ISO 22 and the SWIFT, the SWIFT utility. ISO will continue to be rolled out and is also the format that will be used by the FedNow service launching later this year for instant payments. So ISO standardization is the format that can be used across systems and borders. Ultimately, with these changes in terms of format coming from ISO, we'll see support for making cross-border, cross-border payments and more real-time payments as well. For now, it's critical for, for us and our investors and clients to monitor regulations, the demand for real-time and border settlements, and to monitor the adoption of technology as well as products like stablecoins and CBDCs. Ah, there you go. CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. For listeners that aren't familiar, please explain what they are and how they differ from cryptocurrencies. Sure. So the main difference is that a central bank digital currency is another digital asset. And with that comes the benefits of real-time settlements. So they're similar in that way. But the key difference is that the CBDC is backed by fiat currency by central bank governments. So it's backed in the US by dollars. Along with this will come other safeguards as well in terms of enhanced regulation, the benefits of regulation, and being part of a trusted banking network, Patrice. And that's one of the big issues with crypto, correct? There's no fiat currency there. Correct. No underlying support there. Right, right. Is blockchain part of this? Yes, definitely. It's it's a big driver in terms of the distributed ledger technology, what we call DLT. And so that'll be key for digitized banking. DLT can enable real-time settlements by instantly posting money movements and journal entries across accounts in a trusted network. So think of a network that has a bar to join in terms of AML, KYC, but also making entries within a trial balance or GL is really making payments. It almost becomes the same thing, hence DLT. And this type of technology can help support not only instant payments, but streamline reconciliations and enable real-time reporting that eventually network participants, banks and clients are seeking. Transparency, I'm hearing that here. You got it. All right. Tell me a little bit more about when you see this, how, how quickly you see this developing. So advancements and really the adoption of blockchain or DLT, as we just talked about, Patrice, will be foundational to creating efficient real-time payments. Hence, hence 
the really the momentum to move this forward. Digitizing payments also improves transparency and security. For example, the ability to automatically settle or ensure funds are available to settle a transaction, hence real-time liquidity. And we talked about that convergence of real-time payments with intraday exposures. Instant settlement across cash and securities will also lead to enhanced cash management and reconciliation. And so blockchain or DLT certainly provides transparency by tracking the history of a transaction, but there's also potential to improve the transparency around who's participating in the transaction or the network, hence the big concerns around crypto. This is where additional benefits can come by leveraging this technology within the banking industry, which operates as a trusted regulated network that we talked about, including enhanced processes and securities around joining the network, AML, KYC, and sanction screening. Enhanced upfront screening by these networks created by the technology will help limit fraud and enhance fraud controls. All right, got some numbers here for you. Northern Trust expects that by 2030, between 5 and 10% of its assets under custody and administration could be digital. We're talking cryptocurrencies, stable coins, CBDCs, or tokenized natively issued digital assets. How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts about that projection? I think those are roughly accurate when you think about the growing emergency around digital assets and securities. This will continue to impact banking. Digital assets will require real-time cash settlements, both on the security side and the payment side. The new technologies, Patrice, and capabilities can push the industry forward with enhanced automation. So from a purely institutional banking perspective, we see clients primarily treating crypto as an asset and not for payments at this time, but that's changing. And we'll closely monitor around the adoption and demand around stable coins and CBDC, which could be used by settlement. I bring this distinction out, Patrice, because obviously that'll change the growth numbers if they're used not only as payments and cash, but also for security settlements. Outstanding. All right, Peter, what is a final thought that you want investors to keep in mind about this digitization of banking and how they can evolve with these digital assets to drive their organizations faster forward. So I would say, Patrice, probably more than just one thought, and I'll merge some of them. Whether it's an institutional investor or an asset manager or a bank, it's critical to be at the forefront of what's happening from a technology perspective, as we spoke to, but also to monitor regulation. Digitization is only a matter of time, and the technology that supports this will push things forward. There are many more innovations and benefits that come from digitization and real-time settlements, payments, and reporting. And we talked about intraday liquidity and risk and credit management. It's also critical to monitor for regulation and ultimately for additional benefits and safety keeping that come from regulation as well. You want to be part of that network. You want to be part of that safekeeping from regulation. So you should ask yourself, where do you stand as a bank or a user of banking services in terms of the changing environment for payments and banking, and how can you leverage digitization to move to a more efficient and transparent environment? Peter, thanks so much for joining us today to discuss the current state of digitized banking, the advancements that will continue to transform this part of the industry, and what we can expect over the next decade or so. And thank you all for listening to Faster Forward from Northern Trust Asset Servicing. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Subscribe to Faster Forward from your favorite podcast app to be automatically notified of new episodes. 
This audio podcast is being provided for informational and educational purposes only and is not meant to be taken as investment advice or a recommendation of any specific investment product or strategy. The information does not take your financial situation, investment objective, or risk tolerance into consideration. Listeners, including professionals, should under no circumstances rely upon this information as a substitute for their own research or for obtaining specific legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice from their own counsel. Northern Trust Corporation, Head Office 50 South LaSalle Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60603. USA Incorporated with limited liability in the U.S. 